prayer. We want to, let's all stand and go before the Lord. I know everyone's been praying individually. Let's corporately pray before the Lord. If you have a prayer need, let it be known by the lifting of your hand. Let's take those needs before the Lord in prayer this afternoon, this evening. Anyone have a particular prayer need that you'd like to share? Jesus in the house of the Lord. We know that if we cast these cares on him, he cares for us. Oh Lord, we magnify you knowing you're the Lord of grace, you're the Lord of mercy, oh God. You said, oh Lord, in your word that if you'd be lifted up, you'd draw men to you, oh God. We're in a world, oh Lord Jesus, that's beginning to turn away from you. Even in our religious settings, oh Lord God, they're wanting to take religion out, oh Lord Jesus, and begin a humanistic approach towards religion. Oh God, in the body of Christ, the church, oh Lord, the body of a living God, we come against it right now in the name of Jesus. We lift you up, oh Lord God. We magnify you, knowing that you are the God of all. You made us, oh Lord God. We lift our voices, oh Lord, and our hands, oh Lord, to you right now, asking that you begin to bless these needs that have been asked. We pray right now for each and every leader, O oh Lord God. We pray for our nation as a whole. We pray for this world, O oh Lord Jesus. O oh God, we're in need of you, Lord Jesus, the only true king, the only wise king, O oh Lord God. O oh God, there's none higher than you. There's none beside you, O oh Lord God. Oh God, we know, oh Lord Jesus, if we could just put our trust in you, in your words you let us know, oh God, that you direct our every step. Oh God, our leaders, our church bodies, oh Lord, our pastors, our preachers, oh God, we all need you, Lord Jesus. We pray right now for each and every one of our students. We pray for our young children, oh God, their parents in the schools today. We pray for the staff, oh Lord God, each and every individual that would touch our students and be near them, oh God. We pray, oh Lord, that you would have a hand in it today, Lord God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just come into this situation that Sister Drake brings up now. Oh God, and just turn it around, Lord. You know before we ever even ask, for your word lets us know, oh God. You know us in our minds, oh Lord. We pray, oh God, that you would begin to touch Sister Janice in that need tonight. Oh God, you know healing, oh Lord God. Oh God, by your stripes, we're already healed in the name of Jesus. Bless every need, oh Lord God, that has to do with sickness, deliverance, Lord God, healing, oh Lord God, salvation. Oh God, as we break out in these sessions today, let a word be spoken into our hearts. 
Let our minds be changed. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we need your word, oh, Lord God. We need to be cleansed, renewed, revived according to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name, let us lift up the name of Jesus together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. presence of God. Amen. Amen. So thankful for each and every one of you that come out tonight. We're going to begin to transition the service. I'm going to ask Pastor to come forth and uh, prepare us for our next part of the service and that will be our breakaway session. Praise the Lord everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good crowd tonight already. Our ladies are going to be in the youth room tonight. Uh, men are going to be here in the sanctuary, and our those in the Christmas program are going to be where uh, music room in the in the music room in the back. So uh, everybody can be dismissed to their perspective areas, and we'll get those services started momentarily.
put some out back. I'm not sure where all of you use We put chairs in stacks of four, and we get all the tables laid out, and it's eight to a table. from Sunday's bulletin. We've got a box that's out there until Sunday, and that's for our soldiers. We've got several here that are serving overseas right now. We're sending care packages, trying to get those there uh, before Christmas. So if you've got some items, something you want to put in there, in which this is just an idea of some of the things that you can put in there, but that's out front uh, just for our soldiers uh, that are serving. Many of the families are here, but they're overseas, so let's uh, kind word as well. You know, if you want to write them a personal note, I know Rachel did a poll and was going to get it for the month to coffee and get sent over there. So, and then don't forget Saturday morning at 11 a.m. our foster uh, care Christmas party. And we can definitely use your help if you're able to come out. Now, one thing I just want to share leadership uh, very quickly, and then first testimonial come up uh, and then I'm going to throw one on us and surprise for him uh, that God's really been uh, doing some great things in, in his life recently as well but uh, but this is from John Maxwell's Failing Forward book and this is the steps to failing forward uh, the first is to realize there is one major difference between average people and achieving people number two is to learn a new definition of failure Number three is to remove the you from failure. Number four is to take action and reduce your fear. Number five is to change your response to failure by accepting responsibility. Number six is don't let the failure from outside get inside you. Think about that for a minute. Don't let the failure from outside get inside you. Number seven, say goodbye to yesterday. Number eight, change yourself and your world changes. For nine, get yourself, get over yourself, and start giving yourself. Number ten, find the benefit in every bad experience. And I'll say, that's one of the things that I've always tried. I mean, there, there are times that life overwhelms you and you get frustrated, but
be seated. I'm going to first ask Brother Anthony. This is a surprise testimony. He didn't even know. But God has really blessed him recently. I want him to come tell us about uh, about his new experience that he's having and how God's just blessing him. Amen. <laughs> I give honor to my bishop and the first lady of the house and to the leadership and members, uh, members and brothers and sisters in Christ, um, I think it was back in February, Bishop, you said, give God a year. Yeah. When Bishop said, give God a year, he was speaking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whew, I'm getting emotional. I'm sorry. But he said, give, give God a year. And he was speaking to me. Because... I had so many doors slammed in my face saying, no, you can't work here. No, this, this, no. Eight jobs in total. Good jobs. No. But God used our passion. hears from God. I thank God that he has the heart to hear from him. And spoke prophetically. And when I gave God that year, it wasn't even a year, and God moved on the situation for me, opened up a door I wasn't even trying to open, and he removed this, this burden that was on me. And he lifted me up out of the mire clay, and he placed me on a rock to stay, because now, you know, I have a testimony. If, you know, God took a jobless situation for me. Fighting, depression, aggravation, um, just everything that I was facing, but I kept on believing God. I did not, yeah. I did not give up. Yeah. I stayed in God's word. I stayed in prayer, and I looked to him. I kept coming to church. I did not give up because the devil wanted me to give up. He wanted me to throw the towel in, and I just couldn't do it. I said, no. I said, God, you've been too good to me, and I know that you're going to work it out. I said, I believe you, God. And then this last time, I, I was sitting in my house playing my video game, because that's what I do. You know, it's therapeutic to me, because uh, when you're going through a lot of things, sometimes you need something to get your mind off of that situation. And, you know, everybody has their hobby. Mine is getting on a game. Um, two days after the Lord had released a huge burden on me, all of a sudden I get a text message saying, hey, give me a call. And I give a call and said, brother, they heard your testimony and everything that God did for you. Yeah. And they want you to come work for them. I was like, what? Right. So I'm like, okay. Uh, so I give a call and the manager's like, yeah, we, we want you to come work for us. And so I uh, gave the call, went through all the process, and I passed everything they asked me to pass from drug screening to background to, you know, now I'm doing all these tests and just got a Twit card and it's, the only thing I can say is, but God, but he God. did it. I didn't do it. He did not do it. I mean, I did not do it. Anthony, this body did not do it. Yeah. Because every time I tried to do it, I failed. Mm -hmm. This flesh failed. You know, because it wasn't my time. It wasn't my season. Yeah. 
I had to wait. And that was the hardest part as a man. As a brother in Christ, I didn't have a job. And I had to depend upon the compassion of other people knowing my situation. And people were having compassion and sending me money I didn't ask for. And oh my God, wow, you know, I put my trust in him. It was hard, but I did it. Yeah. And then the Lord came through because of my, the faith that I had that God was going to fulfill this man God's word that he prophetically spoke. And I stand here today with a good job Amen. And, and good benefits and everything I could have ever wanted. And the last job that I was offered was a good job. But this job was even better. Yeah. And he said, God had a bigger plan, a better idea than I could have ever imagined, exceeding abundantly. I'm like, okay, God, you know, he just blew my mind, and it was like church on Sunday. He's like, I want you to roll. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I started rolling, and it was like the power of God came over me so powerfully because I was kind of skittish to even do that. You know, I'm, I'm radical in praise, but that I was like, nah, you know. A couple of Sundays before that, I dropped on my back, and uh, the Lord told me to roll, and I was like, no. I just, but that I, I just couldn't hold back, and every time I was radical in my praise, God turned right around and blessed me. And I say that because, brothers, I know it's hard sometimes. We go through those battles. We don't have jobs. We want to provide. But sometimes putting in a resume, going out, trying to, you know, work yourself crazy, trying to get a job. Sometimes what I have learned is be quiet, be still. He said to wait, to stay, and to stand. And when I did those things, God bless me. Amen. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> Amen. I remember when he called me about the last offering had that ended up not going through and his faith was stirred up and even though he was down and said well, God's got something better and here we go here we go God's good all the time all the time God's good amen next I would ask somebody to testify one of our one of our newer members been here for a little while now but not only newest members but newly baptized and in the wonderful name of Jesus and Newly, uh, not a bachelor. Yes. He's a married. Yes. Palumbo. Yes. We want you to come, uh, and come share a, a testimony with us tonight. Let's right, give Brother Palumbo okay. a hand. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Brother Palumbo. Thank you, Brother Palumbo. Thank you, Brother Palumbo. Well, I didn't know I was going to follow Brother Anthony. <laughs> And then Brother Duvall is going to follow me. So um, I'm kind of like a sandwich in the middle. <laughs> but I'm Mark. I'm Mark Palumbo. I, I, I am uh, very privileged and thank the pastor and first lady for letting me speak here. I thank all of you for making me feel so welcome. You know, I met Andrea, um, now Andrea Palumbo. Um, 20 months ago, and as I started to journey with her, then I started coming to church here. And everybody here has had made me feel really, really welcome and got me through some really tough times and encouraged me. So, you know, I'm very different than, than probably a lot of you. I mean, I'm a very late bloomer coming to the Christian world. I was raised a Catholic, 
but I really didn't practice, even though, you know, I was thinking about it. My parents did put me through all the sacraments, the baptism, the, con the communion, the confirmation, um, and, um, you know, so, but because my father had an Italian food store, Palumbo's Italian food store, you worked on Sundays, and we went, we worked in the store, um, and so I got to know my father that way. Um, but I didn't know what a head was until Andrea told me what a head was um, because my father wasn't a head. Great marriage. They were married for 70 years, and I was blessed for them to be living into my 60s. Uh, my father died last November at 99. My mother died at 94. So I was blessed and had some really good, good genes. But until I met Andrea, I, I saw my life as just kind of you know, things fell in place and then things would fall out of place and then things would fall in place and out of place, particularly with the jobs and even with my marriages because I was married twice before. But I never married my best friend as I have now. All right. And was never on a journey as I have been with yeah. Andrea. Yeah. Um, you know, and when I saw what Andrea had, and I really didn't know what it was at the time, I could just see her, she was at peace. And if anybody knows Andrea, she has a wonderful disposition. And no matter what comes her way, she keeps that disposition. And she's very giving and loving. And if you see her with anybody, any of you or any children, particularly where she works at Button Gwinnett Elementary, where she is tonight, you know, she has a heart of gold. Um, and you see that crazy faith with her. So as I was getting to know her, on this journey, then I, you know, I kind of said to myself, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something that will give me peace, because at that age, I'm 63 at that time, and my life is going all over the place, one job after another, and, you know, I worked in higher education. It was really doggy dog, and I was a dean or a director of education, and many, many displacements along the way, um, and, and I met Andre when I was in Jacksonville, Florida. And we did meet online, as crazy as that would be. But in a sense, that was God, because if you ever go online to like Match or any of those types, profiles come and go. And you know, the chances of Andrea's profile coming to me is, is really, really astounding when you think about it. And it came to me. And then more astounding was that she responded back to me. Okay. You know, because our backgrounds were very different in one sense, but we both had master's degrees, we both were counselors, so we, I think we saw the compatibility, and then we kind of built from there. But Andrea never, never was married before. I've been married twice. And she never dated a white guy before. And, and she clearly made that clear. And she never dated somebody who was 12 years older than her. And she made all this clear. If you know Andrea, she does not pull punches. She lets you know. But for me, I was going through all these different changes. And I thought I was going through it for her. Because to be honest, I, I had my eyes set on her long before she had her eyes set on me. You know, Andrea would always say, God has not told me you're equipped to be my husband yet. She would clearly tell me that. But she would say, I'm here. I would say, I would see I'm here as like, as long as I can continue being with her. So I just started seeing these things start happening in my life as I was talking to Brother Steve. And I, I, you know, I was kind of very naive at this. 
And you know, I was working at a place in Jacksonville that was going out of business. And I, they basically told me when they hired me, we'll pay for your room and board. We're not going to give you a lot of starting salary, but we're going to pay for your room and board. But after my father passed away, and really, I always asked Andrea, when will you know as I'm going through this transformation? Because she would never tell me. She would say, people will tell you. So when my father passed away and I gave his eulogy, all these people, when my mother passed away, I said something, but I wasn't saved, and I wasn't going through a transformation. But when my father passed away, I was able to have closure with him, and, and that was miraculous. And then I was able to see these individuals who didn't really see me change with my mother, but all came up with me with my father and said, something's different with you. You're calmer, you're at peace, you're more confident. Even my sister and my brother, who were not saved, would see something, but they weren't sure what they were seeing. Yeah. And Andrea said, well, that's the transformation I'm talking about. People are beginning to see things. And one of the things that happened when I was at that company, all the lights went off. They stopped paying the bills. And they told me, Mark, we're not paying your bill anymore. And, if they, and they cut my salary. I, I kind of been there with you, Anthony. I can sympathize with you. But there was a place real close to campus. And for some reason, even though they said those lights would be disconnected, those lights stayed on. They stayed on for two and a half months. And that, you know, I'm looking at that thinking, there's something going on here much more than just coincidence or luck or something. And it was God. Because amazingly, when I left to go to another job in Orlando, and that came as a blessing too. You talk about jobs coming out of thin air. Right. You know, I didn't even know that Orlando was looking at me. And apparently when I sent a resume in years ago, my number was wrong, but one of my numbers was right. Because when a lady called me for, to interview me, she said, you know, you're putting a number on the resume People are saying, you're getting calls left and right about that number, so you're probably missing some jobs. But somehow, I'm talking to you now. And that led to me being one more time getting, a, I would call it a big ticket job. And the minute I moved out of Jacksonville, wouldn't you know it, the lights went off. Until that time, I had the lights on. I never told Andrea. I just knew that God was in control of that. And then the funny thing was, Andrea was saying, you know, it'd be nice if you'd be able to attend church every time you come up here. And because I was coming up on Saturday and leaving Saturday. The thing about our journey was we were obedient. Obedient That's right. That's right. in every sense of the word. And when I got, and even though she had a house and had an extra room, that didn't work for us. Amen. And we got to the point where we realized we were not going to mess with what was going on so good for us. So when I did get the job at Orlando, then I started staying at the Red Roof Inn. But I was able to attend church more regularly. And even though we were four hours against each other as far as distance, we drew closer and closer and closer and closer. And then one day the assignment ended at Orlando because when we got engaged, and then I, you know, she said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I'm going to be living up in Hinesville. It doesn't make sense for you to come down here. 
I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm much older. You're in your job. You got a long time to go. I don't. And God heard that, obviously. And that season ended. So then the idea was, where do you live in Hinesville? You're not going to live with her. So I got a place two houses behind her. And we did that for a month and a half. Stayed in obedience. And got to see each other in a different light more times than not, but still wanted to give her her space. Because Andrew is an independent woman. She never was married. I didn't want to kind of cloud her space. And then I was like, Brother Anthony, all right, what do I do? What do I do for a job? So what did I do? I did what I always did. I would apply to adjuncts. I applied for social work. I applied for counseling. And unlike you, Brother Anthony, I didn't hear anything back. Nothing. Nothing. Which kind of told me that I want to work for those people anyhow. And then out of nowhere, we talked about it. And again, God hears everything you say. We said, wouldn't it be nice if you got a job at the same school district that I did? Maybe not working with elementary kids, but working with older kids. So I ended up getting a job at Midway Middle School. All right. All right. And I thought I'd just be a paraprofessional, which just be like, just, you know, just kind of assisting teachers. But when they found out I had a bachelor's degree and had social studies and they needed a social studies teacher, they said, we can kind of split this and give you a few history classes, which, I mean, that's, that's love to me because I love history. And I actually thought I'd be a high school teacher, ended up in the college angle. So now full circle. Wow. Now, the other thing was, then I applied for Social Security, and anyone who applied for Social Security, you can only make so much money, or they draw from Social Security. So this job worked it out for me. Wouldn't you know, you can't make more than $21,000, and they'll draw from your Social. This job is paying me $20,995. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? So there have been so many blessings along the way. Um, you know, we got a house. I moved in two months before Andrea did. Um, Brother Munden saw it, and uh, we were great to go through the counseling courses with him, and they blessed it, him and his wife. And I stayed upstairs. There's an upstairs and a downstairs. And we basically, I told Andrea, there's no sense me doing anything that you're not here. So I went to the guest bedroom, guest bathroom for two, two months. I, we just did that. And again, staying in obedience. Amen. God understands that. God rewards that. Yes, we have been blessed by so many things. But the greatest thing is we've been able to bless other people. And my brother and sister, even though they really don't understand all that's occurring, something's happening to them too. Yeah. Okay. Something's happening where they're being touched. You know, they didn't come to the wedding, but they did send things in the registry. They sent nice cards, and Andrea got to talk to my brother for the first time, and he was really excited to meet her and talk to her and invited her to California. And my sister was open and said, you know, you can always come. And we said, you can always come. And, and that was really good. That was really good. Because Andrea's family has been so open to me. And she's so family-oriented, as you can tell. Because they all came to the wedding. Um, but we have just been so blessed. And, uh, you know, the journey for us just continues. But now it continues on a whole different level. 
Um, but because we had this journey, because I'm, we did it the right way, I, I always told Andrea, even though I've been married twice before, this is my first marriage. Because it's so different than it ever was before. And, you know, we both are working at the same place. We both have the breaks at the same time. And we are blessed that we set our honeymoon and we'll be going to Hawaii and we'll be leaving on Christmas Day. All right. And I thank all of you because all of you have been really part of my journey and have really taught me and befriended me and helped me and still continue to help me. So I do thank you all. Uh, I appreciate talking to you tonight. But, um, you know, it's never too late to change, and it's never too late to grow. That's right. And, you know, God does amazing things, and he put amazing women in my path. And um, we've been blessed, and I've been blessed to be part of this church. Being baptized was a great thing. Amen. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of on cloud nine with all this. And I just thank right. all of That's you right. for making me feel so welcome. welcome. And uh, I look forward to working with all of you and helping you guys any way I can. All right. Thank All right. you. Amen. You know, after Brother Andy's testimony, Brother Colombo's testimony, I just personally have felt, even the last few days, the last few weeks, like there's a turnaround happening. Yeah. Spirits. Mm -hmm. And I'm here with testimony after testimony of things turning around, things changing. And you know, no matter where you're at, God's able to make that turnaround, to do that turnaround. And, uh, you know, Brother Anthony, you know, for several years has been praying. And, uh, and then, you know, Brother Mark talking about that and, and where he's at in life. And how, yes, God's able to still do that and still make that turnaround for you. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. All right, tonight, close us out. Uh, the Reverend, <laughs> amazing. Uh, we love Brother Reverend Gary Duvall. Come yeah. minister to us. Yeah. We love Brother Duvall. Come speak to us. Bless the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How you doing? Me and Brother uh, Anthony have the same Bible. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, uh, Sunday, I took his I took his Bible because I thought I had left my Bible in the trip. <laughs> but my Bible was in the back seat of my car. I thank God for opportunity to speak tonight to men of God, and I say these are great men of God. You are all great men of God. Not because I said it, but because it's true. I believe that God calls only great men to do the great task of delivering his word, delivering his testimony, sharing of life and health and prosperity goodness and mercy and grace. He wouldn't give it to anybody. That's right. So he has to give it to great men. And you have to know that you are a great man.
Brother Duval said, for God called you great. He wanted you to be great. I didn't get no particular scripture. Now, I'm not a uh, person who writes down messages. God give me what is speaking, that's what I speak. <clears throat> what came to my mind tonight was Amos. And I'm going to turn to the book of Amos right quick. And I read a few scriptures and speak to you guys, to these great men of God, because you all on the side. Because I said you Now, God said that of you, that means you, you something special. That's right. But like Pastor said Sunday, you can't let it get to our head. Amen. You still have to be humble. Amen. I'm going to start reading in the book. Jacob. Jacob. 
my mind getting old. <laughs> I'm not young as I used to be. I can't remember things, but I remember. I Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the night of times. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their conscience sealed with a hot iron, forbidden to marry and commanded to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of, of them which believe and know the truth. Amen. You know, if, if, if in our society you got so many different religions, so many people believe different things and they are holding on to the things that they've studied and they've learned. And it makes them hard to sit around Christians. I work with a guy. And uh, I don't know how long he's been doing what he do, but he always try to find fault in my faith. Mm -hmm. Try to find kinks in my armor. But how, how I make him mad <laughs> Is I don't I don't feed it I don't I don't feed into the bait that he throws out. I don't I don't try to tongue wrestle with it. I don't entertain his conversation. So when he started talking, it, it seemed like 
Uh, I'm afraid, but I'm not afraid. I made a choice. It's not fear, it's a choice. Because if, if you sat down at the devil's table and played the devil's game, how you gonna win? Okay. It's the devil's game. <laughs> so you, you can't win. And all he's doing is just talking about what Christian, what what they what they and, and, and he he's Muslim, so Muslim do what Muslims do, Christians do what Christians do, but yeah. we got the word of God. That's right. That's right. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand. Yeah. Even Muslims recognize this word. Great Muslims recognize this word. They want to fight it. They want to, uh, I don't know how y'all can believe in God, but don't your Bible say this? And don't, ain't nothing in your Bible that God created the world and he made one God. How do you believe in Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost? I ain't got time to argue because you already know the truth. That's right. If you're going to live this life, you got to believe in something. I don't try to control him, and I'm not going to let him control me. Amen. I, I've been living too long, and I've seen God do too many things. Like these testimonies that went from Brother Anthony and, and Brother, Brother Mark tonight. Things God did. Yeah. Yes. God did that. Yes, he did. Muhammad didn't do it. Buddha didn't do it. Yes. Confucius didn't do it. Only God can do it. Amen. And so I just want us to be encouraged, great yeah. men of God. Yes. There are a lot of things that we can do to improve our life. Right. But the main thing we have to do is let God be in control of our life. Amen. We have to learn to be home. To choose our battles wisely. Can't fight everybody. Can't fight anything. Can't resist everything. The Bible says resist the devil. That's the one we're supposed to resist. Sometimes your wife saying something and you want to resist your wife. No, don't resist your wife. <laughs> That's it for you. I'm just giving you a little wisdom. That's free. Okay, brother. But we have to be careful. Amen. Because God is trying to bring us to a place where we can live in peace. Men of God are always men of peace. Now, they might get into confrontations if you look at the history of the men of God that gathered the commentators, they didn't never start the altercation. But believe you me, God was on their side, and they always finished the altercation. So that's, that's our attitude. That's our approach as men of God. God is trying to bring us to a place of victory. And we want to walk in the victory of God. And I know that 
you know, being a man, we, we work long hours and we get tired and, mm -hmm. and doing things and 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 soon as you get ready to try to, you know, take your arm off and sit down and relax and get you something to eat, then here comes a question, an argument, a misunderstanding. Yep. That's when the devil attacks you. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says this. Woe unto them who are at ease in Zion. We can't get too at ease. Oh, we can't get too relaxed. Yeah. Man. We, oh man, we, we got to keep keep our our vigilance. That's the word. That's right. We have to keep our vigilance. Yeah. We have to be aware. Mm -hmm. Because, like I say, you sit down at the devil table and you play the devil's game. You can't win on your own. You have to always rely on the Spirit of God. Amen. The Bible says we walk in the Spirit. We will not fulfill the lust of our flesh. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the devil ain't got nothing. He ain't got nothing to use but, but material. Material. Mm -hmm. He used material to get every man of God, you know, he used something material. Remember Job. Job had seven sons. Three dogs. Yes. He had plenty of sheep, cattle, goats. Mm -hmm. Bible didn't say horses, but he probably had horses, but I know he had camels. He had something to ride on. That's the yeah. point. <laughs> he had to have something to ride on because he had to get around. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, That's good, he used those material things to attack Job. But then he was really. He really wanted Job's character to diminish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, God trying to bring you to maturity to be the, to the full stature of the measure of Christ. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going. We're going to the full measure of the stature of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And how we do that is by walking with God. Yeah. Amen. The Bible says that Abraham walked with God. And he was called the friend of God. Friend of God. I was thinking about that Sunday. Man, how could you be a friend of God? Man, it, you, you have to be doing some walking. <laughs> and it don't matter how long you go. It don't matter where you're coming from, when you stop. It don't matter what you learn along the way. But it does matter who you know. That's right. Mm -hmm. You have to know God. Yeah. You have to know him for yourself. Amen. You have to know him as a deliverer. Yes. When you pray, you have to know that it's him that answers your prayers. Amen. When you're going through trials, it is him that is carrying you through. It's not, uh, I guess the, the, the new saying now, it, it's not chess. It's not chess, but it's chess. Uh, it's not chess, but it's chess. Yeah. It's not chess, but it's chess. But you have to know how to play. That's right. It is right. It's really simple.
But you have to make the main thing the main thing. That's right. I, I just want to please God. Yeah, that's right. I just want to be found pleasing God. And the way you please God is, is just trusting Him through all the things that we go through in life. I wish I had a, a message that I could make y'all jump and shout. I see all y'all kind of tired because this is how the devil gets He wants you to, you know, after you've been working long, we get everybody yawning and, and, and trying to stay woke because I really didn't, you know, go deep on this message, but I just want to say something to, to encourage the men of God. We heal on purpose. We heal for a reason. We have to keep it in our mind that there is something more to my life than what I see. It's more to my life than what I'm feeling right now. It's more to my life than what I'm doing with it. There's so much more I can do with my life. And if you don't want to go nowhere, you won't ever get nowhere. That's it. Amen. So we have to go somewhere in God to get somewhere in God. Yes. We have to be true to the word of God. That's right. We have to be faithful in our Bible study. Yeah. We have to be faithful in our prayer life. We have to be faithful in our relationship to people. Now, I know everybody don't love people. Right. But I, I really do love people. I'm one person. I don't know why I do. I love people. I love everybody. I tell myself, and for the last couple of years I've been saying, I give everybody a chance. I give everybody a chance. If you don't know me, I'll get as close to you as you allow me to be. And, and, and I, try not, I try not to do nothing to break the relationship or to break our friendship, but seem like something always happens. But most of the brothers in the church who've been knowing me for a long time, we still been afraid. Amen. I, I know people, I know people all my life, and we never had one crossword. Because I'm, I'm not confrontational. I'm not a person who, who tries to, to, to tear down people, try to make people look bad. No, I, don't, I don't mean to. If I do it, I, I'm trying to be funny. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being a, a, a what's his name? A, a, a Jacob. Yeah. I'm just playing the game. But I, I, I would never try to destroy another man's character because I know that that man is trying to get something. Amen. Right. He says, Every creature of God is good. That's what the Bible says. And nothing is to be refused if it be received in thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the word of faith, and of good doctrine, whereto thou hast attained. Certain things in life we attain because we know God. And you know uh, the patriarchs of God. God showed them great things. And God is going to show you great things in your life. You might not see it now. Brother Anthony said that God showed him a great thing. 
Brother Mark said, God showed him something great God showed me some great things And I'm looking for more. Yes. I, I got four sons and, and two daughters. And I always tell my sons, know your limit and stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. The limit is like the speed limit. You, you, can, you can only drive so fast. And, and I, I know I break the speed limit. I, 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 I break the speed limit. Because sometimes I get in a hurry. Yep. But that, that's human. But at the same time, I try to stay in my lane. Amen, amen. I don't want to. I don't want to drive in my lane in somebody else's lane, amen. and I cause an accident or cause somebody to get in. Yep. Same thing in God. This 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 keep God first. Yes. Keep God as I think it was. Sleep. You got you. That's right. That's right. You got you. That's right. And you 
can sing a slow song with a violin, or he can play some loud music. You can be in a concert and go to sleep. I've been to concerts and went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's one to do, but it can happen. I just wasn't interested in what they had going on. And that's all it takes is not being interested. But you have to stay interested in it. That's right. Amen. Stay interested in what you're doing. And you always be victorious. Pretty much what you God bless